Got a little bit of sun out today. I'm not sure we're in Ohio. We don't deserve it. We absolutely do. I was being facetious. But very thankful for the little things like sunshine. Um, happy to be here. I haven't, uh, haven't preached in a while. So I'm excited to be back. Been an interesting first quarter of 2023. So a lot to be thankful for. Um, some challenges to overcome, but it's all been very good. Um, You'll have to excuse my a little bit of a lisp. I haven't had Invisalign installed like four or five weeks ago. So, interesting story, but like 12 years ago, I got, like 13 years ago, I got hit in the face in, in college and I got my jaw broken. I never really knew it, but I went to the orthodontist and they, <laughs> they're like, so your jaw's broken, so you need to get that, that fixed. So, for the next 18 months, really short time, I got to wear these things. I feel like a 12-year-old again with mouth pain. So, it's been interesting. My daughter's have a fascination with when I leave my teeth on the counter. Adrian loves it too. She's, it blesses her. So, forgive me if I'm slurring my words a little bit, but I didn't, didn't want to keep, let that keep me from preaching. Um, Isaac's message last week was stellar, but it was, you know, trying to win, I don't know, win the battle where the perception of man um, and being worried about like the judgment of man and trying to please others, uh, that definitely guilty of that. I think we all are to some degree. But I like to tell myself that I don't, think what, I don't care what people think about me. I think that that's a, a lie that we all probably fall, on, fall into, but definitely didn't, didn't want this to keep me you know, from preaching. So um, it was aptly timed, uh, his message, and it was really, really good. Uh, I was able to draw a lot out of that, and a lot of that spoke to a lot of the things that I'm going through in my life. So, um, glad to be here today. It's going to be awesome. I've got an awesome revelation for you guys. So, uh, let's pray, and then we'll get into it. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus, just for this day. Thank you, Lord, for fellowship, for just the ability to meet, Lord. We're so thankful how quickly, how quickly we forget uh, when we weren't able to meet, and uh, I think that that often gets overlooked. Sometimes we look back at things and uh, don't really develop an appreciation until history repeats itself. Um, I speak against that. I speak that we will always be able to meet, that we will always be able to link arms as believers who align in the finished work. Thank you, Lord, just for receiving hearts today and that the Holy Spirit would intercede with my words and that they would hear the words from you and not through Trey. Thank you, Lord, just for provision helping us understand and helping us grasp these verses that we hear and some of the application that I give. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. <clears throat> so the title of my preaching today is Believing, Receiving, Freeing. And um, I, I, read, I read devotionals almost every day, and sometimes it becomes like white noise, um, just becomes something that like you're doing and I'm thinking about something like while I'm reading them. But as of lately, it's, it's almost been like, it's, it has been like supernatural. A lot of the stuff that I'll be reading is something that I'm like battling or something that is directly applicable to my life. Um, every time that I've preached, I've, I've always had like a plan going into it. And I, I, it, this, it's kind of a balm to my soul to know that other people struggle with this. 
that you have this elaborate plan, you have this everything laid out. It's almost like a quote that I'm doing for a customer. I know exactly what to do. I know what to put on it. I know the things to highlight. I know what they're going to be looking for. I know how to close it. I know the things that they're going to be attracted by. So I try and, you know, twofold that into my ministry. And I always end up like <laughs> this morning, waking up at like four in the morning and like just redoing everything. So it's just, I get a revelation of something, and, which I love. Um, I have a fascination with being like last minute with things. It's, there's not a lot of things in life that can get you a rush, so trying to be last minute always does it for me. It's pretty cool. But I, got, I, had, I have an awesome revelation on something. Um, let's let's turn, to our, turn to our Bibles and to Isaiah 53, 4 through 5. We'll start there. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. So when I was reading this verse, I notice a lot of times that when we're reading in the Bible, we say these words and we'll, it becomes part of our language and our verbiage. And matter of fact, we'll even like quote them to other people when we're teaching them about the Bible or doing a Bible study. But the word transgression is defined as an act that goes against a law, a rule or code of conduct, otherwise known as an offense. What is an example of a transgression? This is according to Google. A transgression is something that is against a command or a law. Whether you are cheating on a test, cheating on a spouse, you are committing transgressions that are not easily forgiven. A transgression <coughs> can be a failure to do your duty. A sin is a transgression against God. So <coughs> I want to talk about forgiveness. So forgiveness is a huge, I'd call that, I would call that a buzzword, a church buzzword, forgiveness something that almost every church, regardless of your denomination, where you go, how often you pray, how big or little your small group is, we can all agree that we can align with forgiveness and to what that probably means. So we're going to talk about forgiveness today in the first part of this, and then we're going to end up looping it into healing, and we're going to end up looping it into right believing and right living. <clears throat> so let's start with forgiveness. So forgiveness involves a self-sacrifice. In order to forgive others, we have to, we have to sacrifice our desire for revenge and retribution. We offer the, the offender free grace, just as God has given for us. Grace forgives what it cannot excuse, so we must receive it before we can offer it to others. So a lot of times we say, you know, yeah, I forgive you, or... Like I'll teach my daughters, you say sorry, the other person should be forgiving them. Because I don't just want, you know, it to be one-sided, like, tell your sister sorry. You know, it's like, tell your sister sorry. It's like, well, you, will you, for, will you forgive her, right? Yep, so now it's like copacetic, good to go. So what does it really mean to forgive? I think many people are unclear on the concept to what forgiveness actually is. Let's look at what it is not. Forgiveness is not forgetting. <clears throat> it's not amnesia. 
people will claim, and I've heard, I've said this thousands of times, you know, I'll forgive, but I won't forget. You know, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, or fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. It's like, I'll forgive you, but I won't forget. And the answer to that is, don't forget. But each time you remember that how you might have been hurt, how it might have affected you, remember your forgiveness. This means we don't bring up the past because we want to treat others the way we want to be treated, right? Well, often we harbor all these feelings, and like I certainly do. I'm guilty of it, like exhibit, a, exhibit 1A. I mean, I have things that I hold in my spirit. Like I, I will lip service it. I forgive them, but like there's still a lot brewing. Matter of fact, it probably it drives me in a lot of things I do. That's human nature. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's not bad to say that being up here in front of a body, but it's just honest. Like, there's a lot of things in my life who, like, that prove you wrong mentality, I would say drives, like, 90% of, like, a lot of, like, when I need to really dig deep, think of somebody that did something bad to you, right? You got to dig deep, get that last rep in, finish that run a little, little harder, make a little more money, drive a little further. And it always says, like, dig deep, you know? You got to think of a time, not when things were good, but when things were bad. So a lot of times we carry that in, into our like social interactions. We say, okay, well, yeah, I forgive them. No big deal, I forgive them. It doesn't really sound like you do. So that's been something that like I've had to really overcome for sure. Um, but like this application of it, when it says don't forget, <clears throat> I read this online, it said don't forget, but each time you remember you were hurt, remember your forgiveness. This means we don't bring up the past. Like the love chapter of the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13 says, love keeps no record of wrongs. Young lady Clara Barton, founder of Red Cross, was asked, don't you remember the wrong done to you? And she answered, no, I distinctly remember forgetting that. thought that was a really cool quote. Because a lot of times, especially living in a small community, what we are plagued with is the people that are around us probably also know the people that wronged us. And so a lot of times misery loves company. And because we happen to be around small-mindedness, we happen to share things that are of a misery derivative rather than something that's life-giving. So there will be times when even after you have a personal growth period of your life where you're saying, I'm not going to hold these grudges anymore. I'm going to free myself of this animosity. I'm not going to let this iniquity take any more, any, any deeper root in my life. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to forget. I'm going to let this person free because that's the exact same measure that I want to be given to me. You could run into somebody a week later from a past conversation of, you know, maybe a not so good moment in your life and they can bring that back up. So I thought this was amazing because like this lady was saying, well, don't you remember? Because we've all been in that situation where they're like, well, hey, there's, there's what's-his-face, remember? Like, you hate that guy, right? Or you don't like her, remember when she said that about you? And so she's, I thought this was really powerful and I'm probably gonna like put this in my car or something. Don't you remember the wrong done to you? No, I distinctly remember forgetting that. I thought that was pretty powerful. So forgiveness is not pretending. 
We don't act like the past doesn't exist or that a hurt didn't occur. We no longer use past hurts as a weapon. The past is a dead issue. We cannot ignore that a hurt occurred, but we can't change the past, and wishing it never happened won't make it go away. When we forgive, we don't change the past, but we do change our future, and especially how we handle things, how we perceive things. So I'm going to go into pivot here to a uh, reading in Galatians, which is in Galatians 2, 11 through 21. <coughs> you might not think this relates to it, but just stay tuned. So from Galatians 2, we're going to read 11 to 21. This is NIV. So when Peter came to Antioch, I posed him to his face because he stood condemned. For before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. The other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy. So that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. When I saw that they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas or Peter, in front of them all, you are, in front of them all I said, you are a Jew, yet you live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. How is it then that you force these Gentiles to follow Jewish customs? We who are Jews by birth and not sinful Gentiles know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus so that we may be justified by faith. Or, but through the faithfulness of, justified on the basis of faithfulness of Christ and not by the works of the law. Because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. But if, in seeking to be justified in Christ, we Jews find ourselves among the sinners, doesn't that mean that Christ promotes sin? Absolutely not. If I rebuild what I destroyed, then I really would be a lawbreaker. For through the law, I died to the law, so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. Verse 21 there is like one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I really, I, I love Galatians. It's, it's just a side note. I love like Bible mic drop moments when people just held nothing back. Like that's just my favorite. Just straight truth, not having to beat around the bush. Like verse 21, I do not set aside the grace of God for if righteousness could have been gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. That's such a powerful verse. And there's no, there's no guessing about it. You knew exactly where he stood. So righteousness, as, we, as we've talked about before, I've said this before, Isaac said this before, righteousness means the right to stand before God. So the revelation that I have recently received was understanding how healing and the price for our forgiveness are so closely intertwined. So when I talk about healing, I, per, I personally, when I hear the word healing, and maybe I don't, everyone's probably going to have a different answer, but when I hear the word healing, I think of supernatural healing or like the laying on of hands or like healing. 
But healing is such a broad term. So when you think of healing, you're thinking of something that you're struggling with that you are now freed from. It doesn't have to be supernatural healing. I could have a hangnail yesterday and now it's healed. It's not there today. That's, that, that, that's like a microcosm of healing. So the revelation I have was must, we must first receive sacrifice of Jesus on the cross and be Christ-focused. So forgiveness consciousness is when we are conscious of our forgiveness, which will allow us freedom to receive sacrifice brought, that was bought for us at the cross. These physical issues that we face, like stress, anxiety, worry, sickness, mental oppression, destructive habits, addiction, those are all things that, that we want what for? Healing. If I were to overcome an addiction or a bad habit, or if I was having an anxious day and in the evening those feelings subsided, wouldn't you say that I was healed from that? That I experienced a healing? I would say so. So when I was first thinking about this, I'm like, that's not going to be like, it's not going to be taken well. It's not going to be received well. People are going to think that like, well, if you don't forgive others, then you're not allowed to be healed. That's not what I'm saying. <clears throat> what I am saying is when you are forgiveness conscious and cross-focused on what Jesus did for us, and when you are able to understand the verses like Psalm 103, 1 through 3, I praise the Lord my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord my soul and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Let me ask you something. The word all is mentioned three times there. The understanding that all our sins and, and for, are forgiven comes before the healing of all of our diseases. It was an all-in-one. Everybody can get behind the fact that Jesus died for our sins. It's like a very vague thing that we talk about because it becomes like white noise. Yeah, God died for my sins. Yeah, he took up our infirmities, he carried our diseases. Like those are just big words and we just say it. We say it out loud. We have no idea. We don't really drill into it. But if you think about it, the understanding is that all of our sins are forgiven. That comes before the healing of all of our diseases. So a recent conversation I was having with Adrian, my wife, we were talking, it was just actually yesterday evening, <clears throat> and when she talks, I, like I've learned to just listen, because I love talking. And my perspective is not the only one that matters, and a lot of times I've learned that active listening and like actually listening to understand is a lot better than just listening to give a head nod and to act like I'm existing. Um, she had a really good revelation, and when she like tells me that, that's when I, my ears perk up. I'm like, this is going to be really good. Um, she said, you know, she had a, re a really cool question or had a really awesome revelation. She said that, you know, it's easy for her, and really for me, I was able to relate to this, it's easy for her to 
pray over our children and to really, really believe and like really grasp that God is going to give them provision. That when they leave my house, like when my mom comes and picks them up, when her mom comes and picks them up, when they have to go to school, when they have to ride the bus, like we really do believe without a shadow of a doubt that when we speak the blood over our children, we say, thank you, Jesus, for hedge of protection. We speak guardian angels over them. They are covered from head to toe. Thank you, Lord, that their school day will be good. After that, I'm not like really back and forth on the whole thing. How are they going to be? Are they not going to be? And she's, I agreed with her when she said that. She said, it's easy for her to do that. It's easy for her to believe that. It's also easy for her to pray over others. We prayed over Victor the other day. Without a shadow of a doubt, man. Got up, went laid hands on him, prayed over him. 100% believed he was healed. She said that. I believe I was 100% in alignment with that as well. But what's, she said, you know, how come it's so hard for her to understand and use the same measure to herself? Like, how come, I'm, how come it's so easy for her to think that our kids have provision, that they're protected, and that God wants best for them? They're going to meet right people, right placing, right timing. We can pray over their future. Why is it so difficult for her to understand that that same measure can be delivered to her? When she said that, I was like, man, I'm the, I didn't even think about that. Like, I'm the, I struggle with the same thing. I struggle with the exact same thing. What I struggle with is I believe it in a certain, in a certain perspective. I believe it for my business. I'll talk to you guys about that. I'll pray over business before I go in there. I got a big deal. I got a big meeting. I'll pray over that meeting. I'll sit in my car and meditate about it. But how come I don't think about that with, like, friend groups? How come I don't use that exact same measure to every other aspect of my life. You know, I had like really bad sciatica on my leg this quarter, literally the like day after my birthday. I had horrible sciatica pain in my leg. And if you, anyone in here has ever struggled with that, dude, I salute you because it is horrible. And I like have the utmost sympathy for that. And I was sure that I was healed from it. But it's real, it was really interesting how, I'm thinking about this last night, how I'm like, okay, yeah, like I'm talking to her about it. And I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, that's, that's a really good point you brought up. And like almost acting like she's the only person that like, you know, I'm going to help her through that. Let me help you like believe, right? <laughs> and I was like thinking to myself, like, dude, my, my kid gets like a bee sting or like cuts her hand on something. I'm immediately like hands on, like, thank you, Jesus. She's healed right now. Pain be gone in Jesus' name. Oh, you got a fever? Fever, we rebuke you. Leave this house in the name of Jesus. You have no right to be here. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. In Jesus' name, amen. The minute I get sciatica, I'm like, yo, I need a heat pad. I'm calling off all plans. Like, clear the calendar. I need, I need help. Babe, I can't even help do dishes. Like, you need to do everything now because I'm limping around. It's like, why do we do that, right? Like, that's just like a small microcosm of some of the stuff we deal with, but I was talking to Isaac about this last night. It's like, dude, am I the only one that makes these exemptions? Like, why do we leave God out of these dark areas of our life? It's almost, it's, it's, like, he, it's like we think he can't see it. Like, we think he can't see it. 
I had like the most human take of all time on it. I'm like, he's never dealt with it. <laughs> like, he doesn't know what it's like to be me. Like, that's like how I think. I'm just, hopefully I'm not alone in that, but like, that's how I think. I'm like, he's never been, he, don't, he doesn't even know what the sciatic pain is like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that's how I feel. And then, you know, you read stuff like this, and, like, my revelation on it was that, like, I really, I, I truly do believe I would walk around, like, super gloomy if I didn't believe that my sins were forgiven. We all believe in here. Amen. Our sins are forgiven. And that's something that you, like, get behind. That's something that you're like, man, I, I, I'm, I'm very thankful for that. I would say my sins are, because my sins are forgiven and my freedom of that, that's what, like, helps me lead others to Christ. Hey man, let me free you of this bondage of you feeling guilty about your past or decision making or these things that have plagued you, thought process, habits, all this stuff. Because here's the thing, you get on this track that I'm on where we believe that Jesus died for our sins, like you're gonna feel a lot better because you're gonna have someone to go to. He's He's your therapist that's on call 24-7. When it comes to the sins thing, I got no issue there. Seriously, I walk around with a very light burden because like, I, that, is like, that, was, that is what would plague me. But what is like got, what's gotten me in like a tizzy and like the revelation I have for you, and I don't have the answers at all, I'm just here to talk to you about like the thing that I'm, that I'm hearing from the Lord is like, why do I not apply the exact same measure to healing? And I'm not talking about like, hey, I need my sciatica just magically to feel better. I'm talking about just like the simple things. Help me not worry. Help me not think I have to be in control of every single thing. Help me talk nicer. Help me repair this family issue I have that I think just net, God, you never had brothers and sisters like mine. You don't know. Help me repair that. Help me repair the, the, anything I have with my parents or my in-laws or my coworkers, you know? Nope, I'm gonna leave that, we leave those in the dark. Because the way I, the way I have perceived it is God's never been me. He doesn't know what it's like. He doesn't know what it's like to wanna not respond to that text. He doesn't know what it's like to have to deal with these people. He doesn't know what it's like to have these people as neighbors. He's never had a neighbor. That's like how I live. When it comes to sin, you bring that up. Hey Amen. You remember that? Nope. I remember my for, I remember my forgiveness though. I remember me forgetting that. So what areas of our lives do we leave exempt? Are these are these all exempt? Like these exemptions and these dark areas that we have? I believe that they'd be covered under the word all, right? Praise the Lord my soul. It's actually mentioned four times. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord my soul and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and who heals all your diseases. The Bible was like very forthcoming with like the coverall. They wanted to make sure that you knew that like whatever you were dealing with, nope. 
still going to be covered. So, I was talking to uh, I was talking to Isaac last night, <clears throat> and I've thought about this a lot, and I've used this before, but you know, even the worst people in the world, the number one thing they fear is isolation. Solitary confinement is the number one thing people are threatened with in prison. If you're in prison, probably a pretty bad person in the world. God still loves you, but you've probably done some, some things that aren't, aren't very reputable. Solitary confinement, number one thing they fear, being alone. Why? You get alone with those thoughts, a lot of flesh starts happening, a lot of lies start being told. Think about when Satan, two of his greatest attacks on record in the Bible are in question form or, or are in a form that gets someone to think wrongly about something. Genesis 3.1. 3.1.1. No, 3.1, yep. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say, you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Notice how he basically left it into her decision-making. He didn't say, eat this fruit, and then he mandated her to do it. He, all he did was make her question something. And the minute that she was alone, he struck at the perfect time, and he, he, and he, and he turned it into a pretzel right away, made Pretzled that thought process machine right up. I don't have Adam. Uh, did God really say that? I don't know. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But just remember, the same principle for evil can be applied to Satan. Because he's still going to use crafty serpent ways to come at us. And when we are not sure of what our conscious is focused on, when we are not forgiveness conscious, when we are not healing conscious, we can be put into a situation where we feel like Eve. Did God really say that? You really been, you been living enough? You been living good enough to get rid of that sciatica? Yeah? Or I'll tell myself something like, Dude, at least your sins are forgiven. I'll take the sciatica because my sins are forgiven. Like I don't, I, I don't have to have both. Then he also, <clears throat> when Jesus was in the desert, asking him to turn stone into bread or throw, your, throw yourself off this cliff, the angels will save you. He didn't use. He didn't try to come against him and make him do either of those. He just questioned him with his own logic. And that's when I'm, when I'm isolated and when I'm, when I'm not saying fall away from the church, but when I get too fleshy, when I get too focused on myself, my own world, my decision making, am I doing the right thing? Am I living right? Am I doing what's good enough Right believing leads to right living, and that is not the right, right believing. I need to be forgiveness conscious. I need to be self, I need to be cross conscious. 
because then that will lead to me being, having the right living. Proverbs 18.21, I do not have this on there, Tammy, but Proverbs 18.21 is especially one of my favorite verses because it says, life and death is in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. This is also something that the Lord revealed to me this morning is because when I'm alone, I don't like, I guess I, I do talk to myself out loud, but a lot of times we don't talk to ourselves actually out loud. But self-talk and inner talk is still talk. And I've never thought, I've never thought of this when it comes to self-talk. I've only ever thought of this verse when it comes to how I treat others and how I treat the loved ones around me. Am I yelling too much? Am I nice enough to my kids? I never, I never think about that when it comes to self-talk. I've never thought about it before. And Jesus revealed it to me this morning because I was sitting there telling myself all this stuff in my head. I'm like, man, you know, when you are Christ-focused and when you are forgiveness-conscious, the talk that you are having with yourself produces a lot better living because if I'm not walking around worried and I'm not walking around burdened, then I'm a light to the world and I'm a light to those people that I'm around and I'm able to be of the influence that God wants for me. I'm able to have the impact that he wants for me. When I'm having the self-talk of a lot of death thoughts, things that are not from Jesus about not measuring up, not hitting the mark, am I good enough? Look what you did here, look what you said there, look how you treated that person there. Those are not thoughts of life-giving source. Those are from Satan. And when we, have, when we give the power of death over self-talk, man, that's, what's, you know, that, that, that's just what's been revealed to me. And I think that us being released of the bondage of lies and iniquity is what's going to allow us to naturally have a better influence and impact on those around us. It's never going to be, how, what did you learn at church today? Because no one's going to give you that amount of time to sit down and read through these pages. What they're going to notice is the radiance that you have. They're going to notice the spirit that you carry. And that's something that we can all feel. We've all been into a room, especially like when, where people that you are if you're in a room with people you don't like, what they like call that, you can cut the tension with a knife. That's a spirit, man. That's a spirit. So I think right believing was right living. And just like I said, the title of my teaching was Believing, Receiving, Freeing. If our belief <clears throat> is that we have our sins forgiven, that we have access to 100% healing because of the atonement of Jesus because we've accepted him as our savior, that we will be freed from the bondage of trying to measure up. And like what Isaac said, the approval of man. If your spirit in here, you know, you have the power of life and death and the power of the tongue, that tongue speak in life, especially that self-talk, you're going to be freed from bondage 
and there will be no more iniquity. So I want to say a prayer for us. It's a short sermon, but appreciate you guys letting me come up here, give you my revelation on something. And uh, I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to get out of here, okay? Thank you, Lord. Just so thankful for this body. Thank you, Jesus, just for a revelation, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is with us at all times. Thank you, Jesus, for keeping us focused on the cross and the finished work, that we are forgiveness conscious, that we are healing conscious. Thank you, Lord, just for everything that you've done. I just speak the blood over this body. I speak wisdom, favor, supernatural provision and prosperity over everybody here, that everything and everyone that we touch and communicate with this week will be blessed. Thank you, Lord, for an amazing day. We are so thankful for the impact and the influence that we get to have because of you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen.